I actually don't have wax in my ears. I've always amazed the doctors when I was a kid. Nothing. New fact about Josh. He never has had wax in his ears. Had wax? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got some <laughs> wax, but... You just said you don't. I actually don't have wax in my ears. So how, how, you know, how recently have you had that checked out? <laughs> or Josh. I haven't. <laughs> I didn't think Apparently so. the Q-tip business does not get any money from him. <laughs> Josh is single-handedly driving the Q-tip makers out of business because he has no wax in his That's ears. awful. Why would you do that to them? You know, now that I think about it, oh my gosh. when I said everybody has a little wax in their ears, yeah, I was like auto-correcting myself because I was like, wait, why did I say I don't have wax in my ears? Because I did. I don't know why I said that. So I was like if correcting you myself. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't understand myself most of the time anyway, so Oh Josh, this is why we love you, man. Mm. This is why we love you. Gotta if keep you it think interest. about oh. it. <laughs> That's exactly why I don't like him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay there, Josh. Uh, almost I called you Josh oh, again. Oh my gosh. You know, at this point we could probably just be brothers to Paul. We are the same. So he's like the father and we're the sons. That's kind of creepy. And I mean, it's a little creepy, but I mean. So I started he, having kids at 12. Wow. Oh. I mean, in this world today. Starting them young, man. Yeah. Yeah, no. But he wasn't no. a part of this world today at 12 years old. Well, we, we'll, we'll paint it in a much prettier picture. He adopted us. Uh, wow, well, there's oh, some well, there's, uh, there's some bouncing some going on out there. <laughs> That's, Shut it! <laughs> wow. Not you, Amy. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the kids outside. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the enforcer is here. She's sitting in on this Woo! podcast. So. Yeah, finally. Now I just have to take a look and be like, hey, enforcer. What? And uh, cool. This is when you got to get the smack sound recorded. Oh, I'm I mean, gonna, we can do we're that, gonna do right that. now. Oh, we're going to do that. Don't worry Amy. about that. Why did I say that? So anyway, anyway. <laughs> welcome back to another week of Use Your Words podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is the new tradition, Aaron is on my left. Josh is on my yeah. right. Correct. And, and as is the new tradition, Josh gets confused about. I, really I don't get confused. Right I not. just like to mention that I'm, I'm on the left. What? I'm on the left. No, He's, you're... Uh... I'm also on the right too, but I'm also on the left. Just don't try to understand him. And no, it, it just feeds his whatever. It feeds <laughs> it feeds his millennial urge to oh, feel included. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> it's called uh, perception. Per- perception, huh? Perception. Sure. In Aaron's perception. I perception. Per- Learn the- English, please. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did that say? English, please. Nice. Sorry, Paul. Oh. Oh, okay, I'm done. Oh. My gosh. <laughs> Enforcer, take your left smack. arm, raise it out like this, and then go. <laughs> she She's way too excited for that. <laughs> she is. Wow. I like this. Enforcer needs to sit on uh, more of our episodes. Absolutely. Keep someone under control. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you. If you think about okay. it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. 
Just so you know, when Paul plays that little snippet, Aaron goes from being all jolly and happy to suddenly just looking down all depressed. I feel like you've said that every time that almost has gone on. Because it's 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 a wonderful sight to see. My depression. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Ooh, sneeze. Who's that Donald Duck? So, nope, that was, was you sneezing. That was, Sorry, yeah, that I got, was not me. I got a whole bunch of new sounds on my board, so <laughs> and they're all recorded of various things. Uh, and yeah, that was you sneezing, which yeah. is still amazing. That was, that was a That's Aaron sneezing. No, don't listen to them; they're lying to you. <laughs> uh, no, that was you sneezing, sir. Anyway, you can't prove it. Uh, yes, I can. No, you can't. I have it on the SD card still of the original recording. Yeah, but you don't have video of that being me. Can't prove it yet. Yeah, two v one. Yes, in court. <laughs> in court, we'd win. Okay, whatever. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so I uh, we're here this week to talk about. Uh, I initially titled this, and it might change. I initially titled it "Why a." Millennials are failing to adult. Um, and so, you know, thankfully, I have two millennials here. <laughs> hey, look at that. Well, actually, we got three. Oh, uh, yeah, but she doesn't want to talk on the mic. Oh. Uh, and oh. depending on what a definition you look at, I'm either a zennial or a millennial. Yeah, we're going to go with you being a millennial. What, uh, what, what, what year were you born? 83. One place said, yeah, yeah, you would be a millennial. That's why I said, depending on what definition you look at, I'm either Xenial or millennial. But guess what? I'm going to go with Xenial because... Nope, you're taking the millennial. Nope, I'm, I'm a, a Xenial. Paul is just in denial of him being a millennial. But before we get there... Before, before we before we get to the point that he accepts that he's a millennial? You, well, yes. Yeah. Before we get to any of that... Aaron, you and I are millennials, so we have to troll him yep. oh, as oh. a... But yeah, before we okay. get there, we have uh, something, Aaron. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure week. Yes, it is. And uh, guess what? Josh has this one. I yes. do. Time. All right. What is it? All right. So should I just give him the word or should I give it in a sentence? Give him both. <sighs> yeah, give him both. But Uh-oh, give him the word okay. first give- so he... If I can say it right, pooch. Pooch? Not yeah. not like dog. Well, that's the only thing that comes to my mind. Wait, 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 wait. Wait one second. He's, are you going to play it? I'm going to play it from the computer. Okay. Okay. I see. Pooch. Pooch. Okay. Pooch. 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 I can't. Pooch. Pooch. Okay. Yeah, but it's spelled P-U-T-S-C-H. Okay, now yeah. a secretly plotted and suddenly executed. You're an Don't give him the definition. You give me the definition right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> what? That's not the definition. Go on. Okay, I'm just giving you. This is the best way to do it because this is a a, a different language. Okay. So it's not an English word. Put um. Put put. Yes. So it's a secretly. A secretly plotted and suddenly executed puts. 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 I can't say it. Yes. Puts. What is puts. what is what is it? Idea? Oh secretly what the uh, Secretly plotted and suddenly executed Dog. 
It's a secretly yeah. executed dog. Yes. So I what, what I went that? to the wood chipper, and to sec- secretly execute the dog, I just threw it in and walked away. You threw the putch in the thing in the in the wood chipper to secretly execute it. Yeah, it's like that movie Fargo. <laughs> I actually have not ever seen that. Oh, yeah, they they got busted because they found well the wood chipper had a bunch of blood in it and oh. spraying out blood kind of obvious yeah. what that was so and so a pooch to you pooch is pooch. a secret pooch. execution of a dog yep okay, okay. it's very a, it's uh, very upsetting uh, pooch is a quick and dirty overthrow of a government it tends to be used in most often places uh for often for places that experience a lot of these comes from the Swiss-German word of the same spelling, which means revolt, a violent attempt to overthrow a government. You know why he had to go Swiss-German? Because we were playing Axis and Allies, and he was on the Axis side, and the Axis lost, so he wanted to reclaim some of his Axis love. Actually, no. <sighs> but I'll, I'll take that, yes. Uh, but no, it was... Uh, I was watching on Netflix Hitler's uh, uh, Secret Henchman, his inner circle uh-huh. his documentary on the whole thing. And they mentioned this word and I'm like, what the heck is that? And so I had to look it up and I was like, Oh, using this for Aaron. <sighs> Aaron, I'm sure is just loving that word. I'm thrilled. So look, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to learn how to say Pooch. it and you're just going to go on repeat with it. No, I'm not. I like schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah. Schaden- schadenfreude. And, and you too. Give me a lot of joy. What? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, how does this work? Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, okay, you've learned a new word. Congratulations. I don't remember how to pronounce it. Putch. But it's not put. It's putch. 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 Yep. Putch. Putch. Butch. Okay. Butch. I, I think we're done with butch, that word. Butch. I think we're butch, done. Butch, 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 butch. Hey, hey. Oh, I, my goodness. Enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> Enforcer, I, I may need your assistance today. <laughs> I mean, I can give you something to whack him with. I see Billy. <laughs> Leave Billy alone. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what I, what I, what he says that I, I have you ever seen uh, that YouTube video, leave Britney alone. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> That's what I imagine right now. Oh, my God. Of him saying, leave Billy alone. <laughs> leave Billy alone. Uh, we just need him uh, in some crying and in some mascara. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, well, the mascara part won't happen again. Again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's a few times you've used it, isn't there? <sighs> okay, so a few times mascara. How many times have you been in your dress? <laughs> One, yeah. One. I love how he had to stop because it, it, it might have been two. You know, you know. One of these days down the road, I don't know how far, but somebody, some people are going to go. Aaron, when you come to this event, we want to see you in that dress. No, I will veto that. If it's I, ever an dude, event, I have to go to. With I them. could not fit in that dress again. <laughs> um, you do know we can get you a new dress, but I will still veto it. <laughs> I will still veto it. <clears throat> no. Yes, I will veto. Okay. Okay. So anyway, millennials. <laughs> Yay! Ooh. Again, I got two of them here. Well, Three, those. four. We're all freaking millennials okay. here. No, 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 no. I'm a zennial. Okay. He's easy. Uh, what was it? What is it called? The X generation. Um, um, so okay. So zennial is kind of a micro generation. 
uh, micro, bet- yeah, between Gen X and Millennial. So, why do why are their generations named of people? Like what? What? How's it named after people? Well, why are there millennials and why are there zennials? Why do they have to categorize us? Because we like to categorize everything in this world. Ugh, I don't like. So, it. anyways, uh, millennials typically. They say anyone born between 81, 1981 and 1996. Okay? Yeah. Which technically would put me in there. But yep. in the sub-generation of Xennials, those are people born between 1977 and 1985, I think. Yeah, 1977 and 85. There's some that also put it as 77 and 83, which I still fit in. So, woohoo. <laughs> what? What? Nothing. What? No, Nothing. Say it. Nothing. Say. I don't it. have anything I need to say. Uh huh. Um. So I, the, really, the big difference between Zennial and Millennial is just that I was born a little bit before you guys, so I. Well, ha- that is true. Thanks, Aaron, for being <laughs> Captain Obvious. Uh, so. What I was getting at was because I was born a little bit before you guys, I still have a little bit of those old ways. Hence why I use old terminology that you guys freak out about. Like, Read the tea leaves. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so. <sighs> so, anyways. Sodded. <laughs> Sodded. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> wow. Uh, so, the, the initial conversation, and I had a laugh to myself a little bit because we've had this on the calendar for a little while now. And uh, last week, my buddy Ben Crocker, guess what they talked about? Millennials. <laughs> and I'm just like, of course. He's going to think we're copying him. Jeez. But why not? We've been on, it's been on our radar and our calendar for a few weeks now, a little bit longer. So, and I promise we're not spying on you, Ben. Yeah, we are. Shh. He's not supposed to know. <laughs> okay. I won't lie to you. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So millennials, oh, there's so many things that uh, I guess are stereotypical about the millennial generation. What are some of them that maybe you don't like that you guys have heard? that? Apparently, as Josh has told me, they don't like motorcycles. Or at least not the traditional old school Harley. So that's something you don't like to hear? Yeah. Yeah, there have been reports saying that Harley sales have gone down and they've seen that – the younger generation is the the big drop off point with that, but well, that's why they're doing the electric motorcycle now. So they're, try, they're trying to vibe it up a little bit. Vibe um, it up. They, but, see, I, I mean, feel like has that word always been like a popular ish word? What like vibe? vibes? Like I can feel like good vibes. And I'm sure that I'm sure it has been because I, I just feel like I hear it so much now, and it's kind of. I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, okay, shut up. Shut up? Yeah, shut up. It probably came from like the hippie culture. Yeah. Because I mean, there's that song like, the good vibration. Yeah, from good. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, good vibes comes from the 1960s. Yeah. I like ADTR's Bad Vibrations song. But it does say that uh, the term good vibrations does refer to unspecified positive Intuitions, which goes back to at least the end of the 19th century. 
Wow. So it's been around for a while, but yeah, it, it is primarily for um, the popular culture, at least back from the 60s. Okay. So <clears throat> we're, I, I'm just guessing. We're, well, I'm not guessing. I'm asking why, why did that come up? You just want to know? Or, I don't know. He said vibes. I was okay. just like, ugh. That word is so used a lot now. All right. Uh, what are some things, what other things you don't like being stereotyped as a, a millennial? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Laziness. I was, Laziness. God, I didn't want to say that because I was like, shoot. <laughs> what? I'm kind of lazy. Uh-huh. Dude, chopping on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else? Um, gosh. I don't know. Um, I feel like everything I list off is going to be something that I am. And I just don't so want to talk about you're it. You're being a stereotypical millennial? I am going to be a stereotypical millennial. Oh, here. Let me help you out. Um, some of the things that uh, people at work have said about millennials, um, they have no drive to do better than what they're doing. Okay. Um, I mean, they're lazy. Um, okay. Uh they, now that's the same thing. They don't like putting in more work than they have to. Okay. Which would fall in the same lines of, uh, you know, drive. Um, they are, they live and breathe social media. Um, yeah. Entitled. A, yep. Um, have high expectations for, well, mm-hmm. used Expect things. Yeah, high now. expectations. Um, and expect, yeah, yeah. With no work put in. Um, what's another one? <laughs> Annoying. Um, I, I know one, you know, that I guess I even make fun of, you know, millennials always have to have their little participation trophies. Mm. <laughs> they need their little See, I, trophies for everything, their I, little ribbons. Good, good job. You did your work today. Reinforcement, yeah. Um, I, I probably have to say one a little bit more on the soft side, but... Um, Weaker emotions. Weaker emotions. Interesting. They can't handle things as well. You can't handle the truth. So what you'll hear people say is uh, snowflakes, a bunch of snowflakes. Uh Yeah. Delicate things. Fragile. Um, Fragile. See, and here's, I guess, okay, I wanted to hear your definition of this because when you say like fragile emotions and that, but at the same time, like they are also, and, and to their credit, uh, the millennials are some of the most passionate people out there. You know, when they get fired up about something, oh yes, it's hard for them to let it go. Even though sometimes we may want them to, but <laughs> <laughs> let it go. No, um, don't get us a copyright strike, Johnson. <laughs> okay, go on. I think uh, another one would be. Hmm. Oh, no, hmm. you said that one. How about millennials aren't interested in getting married? <laughs> <laughs> we just got a look from enforcer <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean oh my gosh uh, I feel like I anyways be- um i think another one would be uh millennials don't want to settle down well, um that's that's no, what, no, not that. Not I'm not talking about. I mean, you can get married, but settle down is find a place, build a career, buy a home. I've always 
was told settling down is just finding a wife and wow. having a family. Yeah. I've never, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to take that a different direction. No. Yeah, I know. But I was like, but, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I wonder, like, how, what, I, what, I wonder what the reasoning is for that. Because, like, for me, like, I wouldn't be against it, but I just have my own issues. Um, I think I, I, it's not a. I mean, stereotypes are usually, you know, seen as a negative thing or, or something. But I think it's, a, I think a lot of millennials like traveling. Well, so, who doesn't, but who doesn't like traveling? Yeah. Well, I know, but I mean, not everybody will focus their life on traveling. I don't know. Are, are you going to go, you know, travel to Dallas to get your kale smoothie and then fly back to Milwaukee? <laughs> I mean, if I have my own plane, why not? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think another thing that, um, who was it? You know, I, I forget who it was, but millennials may be a little more interested in where their food comes from. They may be a little more like, it has to be organic. Oh, yes. It has to be organic, antibiotic-free. If it's not, I will not eat it. Millennials being very specific. What? So I've seen that, too. Like buttered noodles. What? 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 Uh-oh. What's wrong with buttered noodles? No, I'm just saying Amy loves buttered noodles. She could live if all she had was butter and noodles. Well, I mean, that covers your essential food groups. Noodles, butter, fat, yeah. tasty, awesomeness. Yeah. So there you go. There's your throw. And salty. Aaron 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 into the mix would be mac and cheese. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I love mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese too, but mac and cheese doesn't love me. <laughs> True. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so those are some of the negative, I guess you could say, stereotypes about millennials. Um, now, beyond that, you know, some of those you can point to and be like, okay, if they're true, that might be why they're, quote-unquote, failing to adult, even though that's <laughs> a very millennial term right there, failing to adult. I, yeah. it, it's actually so bad uh, about this whole adulting thing that Merriam-Webster actually, on their website... <laughs> says that you can use adult as a verb. (laughs) Uh, I'm adulting right now. Yeah. So Merriam-Webster says to adult is to behave like an adult, to do the things that adults regularly have to do. This includes things like having a job, living independently, and also such things as mundane tasks as taking clothes to the dry cleaners and remembering to pick them up, making (laughs) and keeping dental appointments, Getting your car registered and doing yard work. Wow. <laughs> so that's uh that's adulting. Yeah. So this article is from 2016, but the first five months of 2016 have seen a six-fold increase in use of the word adulting over the previous year. Oh, in wow. in publications. Um and a report that was managed showed that the phrase adulting appeared 642,000 times in 2015. What? Yeah. <laughs> with pass, uh, with usage, you know, this was written again in 2016, uh, coming in at 87,000 mentions in the month previous to this article being written. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it it's going to be interesting uh, how this... Ha- 
you know, uh, this phrase, I remember hearing it the first time. I'm like, what do you mean you can't adult today? What does that even mean? <laughs> How can you not adult? You're you're someone in your 20s. You, you're an adult. You can adult. I'm sorry. But as I just I, don't have the strength to do it today. But as I've grown up a little bit more, I've kind of learned, okay, when they say that they can't adult, that means they're having a bad day today. And really what they're saying is that I'm having a bad day. I'm having trouble doing what I need to do. But they're being Ugh. very millennial about it and saying <laughs> it in millennial-type terms. But Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So why are some reasons, and I'm not talking stereotypical reasons, I'm talking real reasons, why millennials do fail to adult? I have had the phrase um, said to me, uh, you're not like the rest of them. You were raised right. And so that's more than one person has said that to me at work. Um, Mm -hmm. So that just clearly tells me that it's probably just, you know, the parents of the millennials and how they raised them. Um, so I probably have to say a lot of it is just how, how kids are raised. Their upbringing. Okay. And then they're going to then take that and, you know, put on their kids. Cause you know, when you're a kid, you don't think much about what your parents do until you get out and about on your own. That's when you're like, Oh, you know, they, they did this for me. They did that for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. Um, so yeah, probably just, yeah. The upbringing. Okay. So I'll I'll grant you part of that, especially for like the uh, whole, um, like everyone gets a participation trophy ribbon type thing, <laughs> especially that I part. Tried. I will say, you know, and, and how every parent goes, my little boy or my little girl is just the most special one in the world and needs to be the top star, you know, no matter what, you know, little Johnny's over there digging a booger out of his nose and like <laughs> drooling. Yeah. And, and, and she's like, he is the top scorer on the team. And yeah, that's not true. <laughs> hey, I, I was going to say, I, when I was growing up, uh, there was a church soccer league. And um, I remember when I was a real, real little kid. I faintly remember this. Uh-huh. My parents said they remember it. Uh, and we, we were doing the church, league, uh, church soccer league. And they remember me crying when the ball got taken away from me. <laughs> and now I forget. I... I forget how young I was, but you know, that's, you know, um, I think it was probably my first year playing soccer. Um, so, you know, understanding a sport is one thing because when you're that young and I remember when I was older and I was coaching some of the uh, teams there, I remember watching the little kids and it was literally a herd that went from one side to the other. (laughs) Like we would set them up in their positions, a herd of kids. Yep. And next thing you know, they all would leave their positions and they just swarm around the soccer ball. And if somebody kicked it out, <laughs> it was just like a hurt. You know, they were all tightly packed, all kicking at each other's legs. So, I mean, when you don't understand something, yeah. But one of the things that they would do is they would hand out uh, trophies, like you were saying, yep. you know, to try to get the kids to want to come back because the goal was. Um, in the hour, the time frame that the teams had to play against each other, 30 minutes was like a little sermon time. So they would talk to the kids about God and, oh, okay. and stuff like that. So they, they wanted the kids to keep coming back. But in a, in a sense, 
Yeah, you're handing out participation trophies, making everybody feel the same, um, and you don't actually have to, you know, fight for something. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, I, 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 I can attribute some of that to the whole, um, to that portion. You know, everyone needs to feel attributed. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube channel. Um, I think it's like highly spiritual or whatever. It's a guy who makes fun of a bunch of stuff, and he did one on millennials. And, uh, you know, he was like, well, I need to schedule a meeting with my supervisor every 45 minutes for them to approve of the work I'm doing and give, you know, positive feedback every 45 minutes. And I was just like, oh, that that's such a stereotype right there. But yet that stereotype is based on some truth. I, I wouldn't say I've seen anyone that extreme ever. <laughs> But they almost—I have seen some people where they need like that constant feedback of like, well, am I, mean, I getting, am I doing it right? And you know, you you can bring into the the, the thing of uh, love languages, um, and one of the love languages that's out there is you know somebody getting positive feedback. Yeah. So for some people, yes, I can see it the thing, but I also want to say I think a big issue is social media because as growing up, Facebook was coming out. You had mm-hmm. MySpace, and uh, for kids that are you know. You know, a few years older than me and the kids that are younger than me, you know, everybody, you know, there's Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And what's one thing everybody strives for? Followers. Yep. Likes. And I want to be an Instagram influencer. Selfie time. And so, you know, everybody's growing up with trying to be special, trying to be participate, you know, you know, getting that participation trophy. Yeah. Um, So I think social media is a big influencer on that. Yeah. Okay, let me ask this question. Aaron is literally taking us off here right now, too. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah you are. No. Uh, l- let me ask this question. <laughs> Does, and you'll maybe hopefully see where I'm going with this in a second, because this is something else I kind of seen as well play a role into this. Does society's, I guess, um, where all of society says you must go to college and get a uh, four, eight, doctorate, degree, does that factor in at all? Because because here's why I'm seeing this. You know, we're saying right now, you know, looking at statistics about millennials, uh, they're living, you know, in their parents' basements at all times high, and people pointing to that and saying, well, that's saying, proving they don't want to go out on their own, right? But part of me also looks at that as, at the same time, society is saying, you must have this, like, four-year degree, you know, instead of maybe going to get to a trade school or something, and then all of a sudden they're saddled with all this debt where they can't afford an apartment on their own or a house on their own because they did what society told them to do, which is go to a four-year university. Go throw your money at schools. Yeah, so does that factor in at all? I could see that for sure. Uh, uh, I mean, because I can't imagine myself having more debt at the moment yeah. than being able to go. Like I could, Well, especially with the job that I have now. Or at least at the pay that I'm at yeah. right now. Well, I couldn't make it on my own somewhere. Four in ten millennial workers ages uh, between 25 to 29 had at least a bachelor's degree in 2016. Yeah. So and I don't at have least. any debt. Yeah. And I couldn't make it on my own right now. Well, and here's something else then that adds on to this, okay? This is from The Guardian. And this is from 2016. Okay, but still, you know, that's pretty close to where we're at here. The data shows that 
basically all the major countries. So I'm talking the UK, Canada, Germany, France, US, Spain, Italy. You know, those are like some of the top economic countries in the world. Mm. Ages um, 25 to 29, from the years 1978, 79 to 2010, their income has gone down percentage-wise. Oh, so in the U.S., getting gypped. A person in the age range of twenty-five to twenty-nine percent, uh, tw- twenty-five to twenty-nine, their income has gone down on average about nine percent over those years. Wow. Okay, huh. so their income is going down, but yet cost of everything is going uh, up, up, and then more, more, and more of them are going to college. Yep. So in Spain, it's twelve percent down. In Italy, it's nineteen percent down. Uh, UK is 2% down, but still down. The only major economic power that has had a positive increase over that time frame is Australia, where it went up 27%. Australia. All right. Let's go become all say. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, nah, I, think, I think that factors into it, too, while you're seeing so many people, you know, either living with their parents or, like, Stuffing like twenty people into like one studio apartment. <laughs> you know? Don't say it. What? What? What was I gonna say? Yeah. What was he gonna say, Josh? What was he gonna say? I yeah. I what? I thought you were gonna say uh uh huh um something racist. What? <laughs> wow. I'm not a racist. Enforcer, it, reach out your left we arm. Need, <laughs> we need another good slap. That was your right arm, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know which, I, that's why I said, I, I know that your left arm would reach him and attack him. <laughs> um, I was just, I wasn't going to move to Australia because there's a lot of scary critters over in Australia. A lot of scary spiders. Sp- yeah. I want to go mess with that. Uh, I could see you having a pet, uh, pet gator. That's not a spider. No, but I can see you having a pet gator. Oh, yeah, me too. I'd love to have a pet gator. I'd love to see you get a boxing match with the, uh, what's his name? Jack the kangaroo? I don't know. Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's go back on track from (laughs) uh, Josh's fantasy of Aaron boxing a kangaroo. (laughs) Enforcer, do you see what you're missing every week by not being here live? (laughs) She's she's saving brain cells by not being here live. You wish to be here more now? No. She, yeah, she's undecided. Our, if we melt her brain enough, she might our, say yes. Our goal is to get you so that you want to say, yes, I want to be here every week now. <laughs> she's easily convinced. Yeah. So what What else What else convinced, is going towards millennials not adulting? Uh, I, I know one that I, that, in, I, that I see, and I almost think of it as a stereotype, but I think it's also partially true. Uh, so if you don't say anything, I have something. I don't know. I guess I just feel like it's inconvenient. <laughs> it's inconvenient to be a millennial. Heck yeah. Okay, why is that? Oh, well, no, I guess I I guess I'm thinking about the whole moving out part. I guess oh, not okay. adulting in general. Okay, the moving out part? Yeah. Okay. Cuz I mean, at least in my I guess situation, I don't even know if it's really my situation. I'm just speaking. Okay. But like if I just live in my folks' home, for the rest of my life. I mean, unfortunately, at some point, they'll pass on. Yeah. And then, well, guess who gets to have the house now? Me. So It's you're, already paid out. So you're just biding time? 
Pretty much. That's what it'd be like. So if I ever see newspaper couple killed in their home, oh my god, I know who to look for. Oh my. Well, you I mean, never see that. you can also paint it a different picture that Aaron's just waiting and hoping his parents died I'd sooner. Wow. Honestly, I was thinking about not. Nah, I wasn't thinking about. <laughs> You're I, no, thinking about what? no, 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 Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Oh. No, I was. Met, I was thinking about you know the day comes where my parents are no longer here and how much of a wreck I'm gonna be. Well, because yeah, I, I love my mommy and daddy. Well, we'll be there for you when that happens, sir. Unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, it's gonna happen uh, to all yeah, of us. I know. But you know, it's I'm I'm at the same time I'm okay with that. I'm just gonna be I'm screwed here on my own. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. You're gonna fail to adult. Yeah. <laughs> just just know, just know that if you you stay in that house, mommy and daddy may haunt parents, you. And what your parents my did grandma. for you at eighteen. Oh, how, to I'm gonna have to take care of them. But yep. I'm not gonna have to do that after they pass away. No, I can't and do that to do, their ghost. That's kind of weird. Uh, it could be ectoplasm that you have to wipe oh up. Oh my gosh, this is weird. <laughs> okay, um, so anything else there, sir, about uh, moving but, out or failing to adult? Well, or? I guess for the, failing to adult, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the percentage is of kids growing up in like messed up homes or like mm. you know without. Yeah. Either without parents in general or without one of their parents. I don't know what that percentage is, but I could see that being a thing. Like, either, well, I guess either it could be that, or for the kids that are so, you know, spoiled as kids growing up. And then when it comes to the point of them having to move out and do things on their own, they'll be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, kind of, they were just never taught. Yeah, how to go out and live on their own? They were never thrown out of the nest and learned. Were taught how to fly. Yeah, because I think. Well, oh man, is that what you're missing? Probably. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't talk about a lot of things. uh, But um, no. But back to your point about you know a missing parent. Yeah. You know, I think part of one of the consequences of kind of how the world has been recently. It's like. You can have sex whenever you want with whomever you want and blah, 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 and have yeah. have the kid or whatever. I, we're seeing a lot of single parents, you know, not, yeah. and, and I'm not talking about single parents because, unfortunately, the other person passed away. Right. I'm talking, you know, Josh had a one-night stand with uh, this other weird girl, and she had a kid. <laughs> Uh, uh, you want to explain something? Uh, <laughs> for Amy's education here, we always put up hypotheticals, and Josh likes to be the subject of hypotheticals. This is true. And I just had to be this time because Amy's here. Well, no, of course. Because, because when we did the gay one, he wanted to be gay the entire time. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> I want to explain that one to her. And he got excited when he got to be <laughs> the gay guy. Yes. I asked really good questions towards Aaron, so... Yeah, I did a lot of what it is. True form. So just that—that's that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, So Amy, if I say stuff like that, that's why I know. I just, I just like seeing your reaction. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) Um. So yeah. So you know, what's that? I can't remember what the the phrase is. I mean, there's like hitting. What? I don't know. There's like you. Gosh darn it. Um. Your 
words. I well, I am using words at the moment. Okay, not but, the correct ones. Well, describe. But it we can, you said like one night stand, but there's like more like sayings where it's like you know something in dash or whatever. And pretty, I don't know that one. Uh, I try to stick up. I try to keep up with your millennial lingo, but I can't either. So it's uh, fine. I can't all the time. <laughs> you know. But anyway, what I was getting at here um, is especially, so there's an institute called, it's a website called fathers.com. It's the Institute of Fatherlessness. And they have some statistics, right? Okay. An estimated 24.7 million children, 33%, live absent their biological father. Wow. And we're not talking absent due to like death. No, it's just, you know, a woman has like 20 baby daddies. Yeah. She's on her 25th kid or whatever, (sighs) you know? Oh, that makes me think of this one girl who who would purposely, she loved the feeling of getting pregnant. So she would get pregnant, but then she just have abortions. And then a little while later, she'll just get pregnant again. Because she likes being pregnant. I don't think I've ever heard of that one, but okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It could be a completely fake, but I saw that. Interesting. Somewhere. But anyway, going on um, with this, of students grades 1 through 12, okay, 39%, 17.7 million, live in homes absent their biological fathers. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean... That and should be ashamed of themselves. You know, that, that's, you know, uh, according to this chart, uh, children living with mothers only in 2012 was 24.4% in, in the U.S. That's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, you do have that where a parent, and this is just the father's side, there's probably similarly disheartening statistics on the other side about mother too. Yeah. You know. Could be. Very well. And again, the, this one, uh, that 24.4 doesn't take into account if, you know, the father passed away to, due to an accident. You know, if that happens, that's not the fault of, you know, the parent. You know, unfortunately, right. tragedies happen. Um, but so, but yeah, that I think is some of that too. I think you're right on the, the money with that, you know, because you don't have potentially that one parent to maybe help you Grow and learn. Grow and learn that only that parent could do. You know, there's, and I'll get some heat from it. That's okay. I'll say it anyway. You know, there's certain things that a dad can teach you and there's certain things that a mom can teach you. You know, mm-hmm. you know that's just kind of how it is. Right. And, you know, nowadays it's kind of this whole thing of, well, I can be the strong single parent and teach my kid everything. And I think... That's dangerous because, you know, my strengths are not going to be the same as, you know, but, you know, whatever, whoever I marry strengths. Right. Amy's strengths are not the same as Josh's. Josh's are not the same as Amy's. Wait. And we know who has more, <laughs> but I mean, well, that's Amy. <laughs> hey, Josh, it's okay. If it were, if I had a girlfriend, it'd be the same way. <laughs> and same thing if I had one, you guys would be ripping on me the same way. We all marry up. <laughs> typically, that's Hopefully. A, that typically that's a rule for guys. They typically marry up. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. <laughs> and, and, well, Amy's going. She's going down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is what happens when you bring your girlfriend into the recording room. <sighs> yeah. So, 
So another thing I think maybe that uh, uh, is kind of doing this, and this is from um, a website that I was reading up to, is they say millennials have been told all their, all their lives that they can do or be anything. You can do what you want. Yeah. It, it's... That was the, how does that phrase go? You can... I uh, don't know. You can do what you want, when you want, where you want, how you want, with who you want, and no one has the right to tell you no. I guess... I didn't, I've never heard that one said to me, but... I, I've heard that said what? to a lot of people. Um, so I mean, I just... I I just know there's always the whole, oh, go follow your dreams. Yeah. Like for I've the high school, you know, freaking graduation. Yeah, I hear that too. And you can do whatever you inspire to be as long as you put well, in the work to do it. Okay. You know what that is? You can do whatever Lies. you want. You can be anything. Yeah. That's so, just so not if true. <laughs> so if you're being told that, right, and well, I don't think you're waiting tables, do you think of yourself as a success or a failure at that point? I guess it depends on what you want to be. Okay, let's I say guess let's, I was gonna let, say let's say let's give you a hypothetical. You want to be an aspiring musician. Whoops! By the uh, age of thirty, you want to be a touring musician, and at the age of thirty-two, you're waiting tables instead. Are you a success or a failure in your mind at that point? If you're growing up believing that you can be and do anything, definitely a failure. Okay, what were we gonna say, Josh? Sorry, I, I was gonna say it depends on how you. Um, planet. I mean, if you just, yeah, you can be, you can want to be something, but you gotta actually plan out your life. Um, so I, I guess you could say that as one hypothetical. Aaron could have been on his way to being in a music career, and something could have happened, and his credibility could have been washed down the drain. Yeah. Um. We'll so there's there is that. But at that point, you kind that would be like, all right, let's let's find something else to go after. Um. But. Yeah, you can't just can't just throw your goal out there and expect it to happen. You have to actually plan and yeah. and you know have you know check marks along the way that you you check off. Which I sort of had a plan, but my plan got ruined. What was that plan? Well, I was gonna try and go to Cedarville and become a part of Heart Song. Yeah, but then, then I couldn't do auditions because of my motorcycle accident, and then I just lost yeah. hope. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you know if we're being told, or if you guys are being told. Millennials are being told. I can talk. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can do anything, right? Yeah. But yet you're given a participation trophy just for showing up. How much work, you know, that's going to, not everyone will be discouraged from doing the work, but some people more than likely will. You know, some people will say, well, I'm getting the ribbon anyway. Why should I put in the extra, extra. hours? And then you have the well, other, yeah. then you have the other people that go, well, I'm doing more work than this guy does, you know, since he started and we're getting paid the same, what? Yeah. yeah. So then you have stuff like that. So, but unfortunately, in situations like that, you have the few hard workers and then you have the many lazy workers. And this, I mean, goes up the food chain. You know, you know, this is just kind of something that's always been there, but it seems to be more prevalent with the millennials. Um, the people that are coming into the workplace, they're that lazy aspect. So you have one person that's supporting all the weight. Then you have, uh-oh. No, go on. And they say, then you have other people who are coming in and kind of scraping the barrel and still getting credit for it. Um, Okay. I'm curious to see where you're going to go. Yeah. And I had this pulled up already. This was oh. in my list of links. Um, so this is from the Harvard Business Review. 
Uh, it's an article from 2016. They're showing from their data, you know, because there is that kind of that perception that millennials might be lazy or lazy workers or whatever. But there's data that shows they're actually taking less and less and less vacation days than hmm. their older workers. <laughs> even, if, even if they have access to the same number of vacation days. Interesting. That's odd. So their average is 16.1 days off. You know, and back in uh, 1996, it, it spiked at like 21.1 days. Hmm. And they gave uh, reasons such as no one else in my company can do the work while I'm away. I want to show a complete dedication to my company and job. I don't want others to think I'm replaceable. I feel guilty of using my paid time off. Hmm. In other words, they're having a little bit of FOMO with their work. Guilty of having time off. Yeah. I I rejoice in that. I, uh, cause like being offered, um, I don't know, I guess somewhat of a better, I guess, not position, but I guess more benefits type thing for my current job. Uh huh. One of the things that was offered was like just a higher pay. Yeah. And I know for me, like as much as I'd like that, yeah, I I know I've mentioned to one of the guys where I was like, I just don't feel like I deserve that compared to I guess the guys that have been there for longer. Like okay. I'd hate to be able, I would hate to work my way up in the pay. Well, okay, fairly soon. I, I, okay, so I'm going to swing a little bit here to address oh, that. Oh <laughs> no! So that is what I would call sir imposter syndrome, where you feel like. You're not worthy of hey, of that of whatever that is because yeah. you feel that maybe a you're not uh, working long enough there or others deserve it more or you don't know enough or you're too young sorry. or you're too new or blah 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 blah. So Each the other per- thing is that like they are overall better workers than I am, but maybe like faster. But maybe your bosses see something in you that they want to try to grow. Right, you know, sometimes yep. you have to take a chance on a new on a newer worker to help them grow, and maybe that's something that you need to give them uh, some uh, something to inspire them. I guess. Yeah. Um, my other thing was uh, apparently what. Ah, well, again, I don't know how much it's all true, but that you know, people nowadays don't stay with jobs very long. They move on from one to the next fairly quickly. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, for me, I guess I'm the person that, like, I would love to stick with it and not leave. But then at the same time, if something else that was better came up, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to, like, pass it up. At the same time, I don't want to leave the people I've just spent such a long time with. That's that is one thing that I do know. Um, a lot of people have the issue with is you know you 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 pretty much develop a family with who you work with. Yeah. Uh, depending on how good of the the places that you work, um, right. and you don't want to have to start over and um, hmm. uh, have to start rebuilding friendships or you know when you move companies you end up losing seniority uh, seniority. Um, start over again. But. Um, I mean, you should always want to be trying to find something different. Like, for example, airline pilots, their average yeah. is two companies. They find a company to really help them get a foothold in their career, and then 
they find their uh, retiring company, the one that they're going to work for for, you know, yep. 10, 15 years, and then they retire with a massive uh, uh, retirement fund. Um, you know, and some of that is, and I will say this, uh, business's fault as well. Because especially in, like in the IT industry, it may be hard at times to get a raise unless you switch jobs. So some mm. of that I blame, you know, on that as well, you know. so And some, you know, I just want to work in this city for a year and then I'll move and work in this city because <laughs> they want their experiences. I say they also want their versatility too. Yeah, you know. That that's why a lot of places now are investing in like work from home, especially in the IT field, you know, because that's a very big seller. They may not have to pay as much to keep a person if they can offer some flexibility in that. Right. Mm. So yeah, something. Uh, so something else I was reading again. This is from Harvard Business Review. Um, in the 1950s, okay, 12 percent of high school students perceived themselves as an important person. By the mid '90s, how much? How many? What was that percentage that perceived themselves as an important person? Thirty percent. Go higher. Seventy percent. Go higher. Wow, entitlement got big. Eighty percent. Wow. Huh. You know, and this comes back to you know a couple of things where you know we're always telling people, "Oh, my little Jimmy is just the best in the world. He deserves everything." You know, he deserves the first place trophy. He deserves blah, blah, blah. Because we're, you know, and, and I blame this again, I say on some of the older generation where the older generations may be coddled. You know, they felt that maybe they weren't given enough encouragement. So they overcorrected and right. just gave heaping tons of praise. And, hmm. oh, Aaron walked by himself today. <laughs> I mean, he's 21, but he walked by himself. <laughs> Let's give him an, a ribbon. Yes. You know? So that some of that also leads into this whole thing of why adults are, uh, t- millennials are feeling to adult because they get into the workforce and they realize, uh-oh, I'm not the important person. I'm the <laughs> low man on the totem pole. Really? I am easily replaceable. And that is not an easy thing to take into reality to accept. No. Not at all. Especially after being raised like that Mm -hmm. once reality hits you in the face it's like yep okay so another thing i've seen um and uh, and actually i've seen this before and uh this website pointed this out as as well and maybe not for so much for you two but a lot of millennials are used to being scheduled they're used to being told you know here's where you go you know think high school in that you're told between these hours, you're in high school, you're going here to here. And then if you went to college, you're being told you're going here to here to here. And then you get to the workplace and all of a sudden, oh, I just have to hit my goals. I don't have to spend this time to this time hitting those goals, but I just have to, you know, you know, I have 30 days to do it. How do I get there? You know, and mm. I think a lot of the workplace has kind of failed them in that regard, millennials, because they might not realize that until kind of recently and they're not giving them that guidance of how to transition from always being scheduled to having that open free time of mm. now you got to do it on your own Ooh, what i can't think of the word now i say workplaces have failed in general especially if they keep lowering the the pay 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. If they can get someone to do work for less money, guess what? They're going to take it. They're going to do it. Procrastination. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things that they're going to they're gonna do with that. So, anything else? Because otherwise I'll bring up the next thing here. Um, what do you guys want to say? What's the next thing? My next thing is millennials, right? They're failing to adult. But also, how's the church failed millennials? <laughs> that I can answer. I don't know. That I can answer. I don't know. I said that I can't answer. Oh, I thought you I'm said sorry. I can answer. I thought you said can too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can. He's just a can. Can. Doll. What? Can do. Doll. What? Yeah. What? Enforcer? Left arm, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poke. <laughs> we still have to record you slapping him for the podcast. We'll get the good mics on that one. We'll do 360-degree sound. <laughs> Stereoscopic. Dude, that'd be sick. Yep. Bang. So there were some things I read about how the church has failed millennials. One of them is they, they said that they value tradition over people because millennials want to see that personal relationship, and a lot of churches are you know sticking to... You know, whatever traditionally has worked for them in the past, instead hmm. of necessarily reaching the millennials where they want to have that interpersonal relationship more. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. What's so? What's the? What are the traditions? Well, in this case, <laughs> one of them is definition of marriage. <laughs> you know, the millennials want to see the inclusive definition of marriage. Do you know what that means? Inclusive definition of marriage? I guess not. Inclusive definition of marriage means you and Josh can get married. Oh, okay. I guess, I mean, that's what I was thinking, but I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, they're saying, you know, that's one reason. And I don't, and I see that not as a way we failed, that the church has failed millennials. I think that's, Millennials expecting everyone to follow what they want. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, <sighs> what? I don't know. I, I was going to say, one thing I noticed is um, when I was growing up in Sunday school and stuff, and I did, you know, youth group at a different church and much bigger than fellowship. But yeah. I noticed a lot of kids that I grew up with, they just attended youth group in church just because their parents brought them along. They really didn't have a a desire to be there or anything. So I, I've seen a lot of them just literally grow up and just, if you ask him if they go to church, they go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I go once a month, you know, and you know, they're only going maybe for Christmas or Thanksgiving or, right. or Easter or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because there are not many young people in the church field anymore. And the millennial generation has a uh, just they aren't really having kids either. So the generation that would come in from the millennials to help feed into the churches, it's either going to take a while before we see that you know generation come in, or it's going probably not come in, um, especially if millennials aren't aren't going to church anymore. So I don't know how to answer that one. I mean, I think it's. 
a combination of the ex, ex, expectation that they have. Okay. The world says that they can do what they want, when they want, how they want, with who they want. Nobody has the right to tell them wrong. So I think their expecta- expectation is since society is changing, they expect the church to mold to society. Um, and like likewise, what you were saying is they you know expect the church to meet them in a the middle ground so they can get what they want. Um, and that's where them kind of getting the participation trophy, uh, I think they just were raised thinking that um, it's going to go their way or they're not going to do anything about it at all. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What are you doing over there to your mic? Are you making out with it? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, you 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 got white there for a second. So yeah, um, eating it. Stop eating it. I can hear it in my ears. What? <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's some uh, data I fa- I have pulled up here. Um, so you know how you were saying how you know they grow up and. They go because their parents tell them they have to go, right? Yeah. It says here that currently they're seeing 70 to 88% of youth after a freshman year in college drop out of going to church. Yeah, I've heard that one for a while. Wait, what? 70 to 88% of youth after their freshman year in college. Drop out of church. Drop out of church. Okay, I thought you meant like drop out of college and go to church. I'm like... Repeat that again. Seventy no. percent uh, oh. of teenagers involved in youth groups stop attending church within two years of their high school graduation. Wow. Yeah, and there you have some other data here. Um, the number of people who describe the book, the Bible, as a book of fables, has risen from fifteen to twenty-one percent. Eight percent of the U.S. population attends church multiple times in a week. The amount that eight percent, eight percent, the amount who say they attend sometimes has dropped from seventy nine to sixty nine, and those who never attend has risen from fourteen to twenty five. Wow! Wow! Yep. So I mean, say society. There's definitely something going on where the church is not reaching that population, you know, and that was millennial population. So now, also now, whatever this new one. Gen Z or whatever, you know. That, Generation X? No, Gen X was before. Oh. Gen Z, I think, is the new one. I think there's Gen Y and then Gen Z. Ugh. I probably have <laughs> to say society is really painting um, church as just like a cult, it's just something with a bunch of rules. Yeah. And as Pastor David was saying in the previous episode, um, crap, just left my head. Anyways, um, what I'm going to get to is, oh, is Pastor David was saying in, in any other episode, is how do we get people to understand that uh, Christianity isn't about, you know, you do this or do that. It's showing them a better way to live their life. Um, and to go off that one way that I'll paint, to anybody who's listening who says the Bible is just a book of rules, um, it's guidelines that you should follow. Because it does offer you a better way of life, but to, to bring in, to kind of do a uh, put it in better picture, it, your seatbelt, right? What is your seatbelt? Aaron's heard this one before. Mm-hmm. You haven't? Oh, I thought I thought I told you. What does your seatbelt do, guys? Kills you. What does your seatbelt do, Aaron? Kills you. Can. Okay. What was it designed for? Let's put it that way. 
Save your life. <laughs> okay. So if you don't wear it and you get home, you go from work to home, right? You don't wear it. You don't get into an accident. You're fine. You could do that your whole life and not get into an accident. You could sit there and you can go to the drag strip and you can do 120 without a seatbelt on. You could still live. But what happens when you get into that accident and you don't have the seatbelt on? Who knows? There's people that have lived without having a seatbelt on. There are, and there are plenty of people who have died without their seatbelt <laughs> yes. on, too. So when, I, when I'm, yes, I know. Um, what, I, what I'm getting at is the Bible is like the seatbelt, okay? It doesn't impair you from living your life, but it helps you to live a more prosperous life. Because without your seatbelt, you're, 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 you're flirting with the chance of dying young if you get into an accident or dying old. You know, you, you, you run into that chance. Just you, dying. Okay, just dying. You run into the chance of dying young or dying old. Just dying. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you, like I said, if you don't wear it, you could be fine. But if you do wear it, you live longer. Um, so that's kind of, it's just a way to kind of look at the Bible. The Bible, I mean, it's not like, it's like a seatbelt. You don't have to do what the Bible says, but mm-hmm. by doing it, you have a more prosperous life. Yep. Good. Wrong wording. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, because then I could backfire at you and, you know, bring up the people that are either persecuted or killed for believing in it. But that's not what you're getting at. No, you're, you're yeah, because at I'm, that point. I'm thinking too deep into it. Yes, well, yes. No, you're, but, you're thinking too shallow at it. You're confusing. Oh, um, what? You're confusing prosperity and wealth with with it just being living. Yeah, here and, and yeah. not everybody is going to go overseas to a third world country and risk their life spreading the message of God. Well, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to, but there are people who are going to want to. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. and that's not a calling that you know. If you're, if any of you guys that are listening have any interest in learning more about Christianity, but don't let that be a deterrent because that is definitely something that is someone's personal choice to really going out there and going to the places that says, you know, you cannot preach the gospel and preaching the gospel. Um, but what you said. Uh, what? Say it again. What? Say it again. I don't know what I said. You're talking about. Um, he doesn't even know what I said. I know, That's why I'm, I'm wanting him to say it. I'm confused. <laughs> Me I too. <laughs> I was going to. Now I forgot what I was going to say to you. Okay, well, I got something if you both are confused on um, what you were going to um, say. Hang on, hang on. Oh, I feel like his new a new phrase of his is, for those of you listening out there, or if yeah, anyone's I know. listening. <laughs> I noticed it. Don't worry. But I don't for need those a, of you listening out there. But I don't need yeah, a clip. Yeah, think about it. I don't need a clip it because I already got the if you think about it one. And I don't need a second one to make you sad. <laughs> um, so while Josh thinks about it here, um, so one of the things also I think where the church is kind of failing millennials, and I won't even say millennials, I think people in general, okay, is you see a lot of these big churches and they run everything more like a business. You know, it's hmm. everything's like a business. They're not, you know, that, I guess, uh, familial focus. And one study showed that Millennials who do go to church, right, they want to have that more familial focus. And they point out that 
millennials in general are pretty much anti-corporate. So if a church feels corporate, they're going to... They're not going to want to be a part of it. They're not going to want to be a part of it. They're going to kind of hate it. Yeah. Which, I mean... (sighs) What? Yeah. I don't know, because personally, like, I feel like I've always been... I've always leaned more towards wanting to be in a smaller church than one of those big mega, more mega-sized churches. Uh Uh-huh. Because I like the more personal connection you can get with people, or at least you get to actually know most of the people in the church right? as opposed to going to a giant church, and that's, like, super overwhelming. I mean, I don't know. And and To one... And and it's weird because millennials have that weird dichotomy where they're wanting, those who are going to church, they want that deep interpersonal relationship, but they spend so much time online because they don't want that interpersonal relationship. (laughs) It's a weird dichotomy right there. You're saying they spend so much time because they don't want a personal relationship? Yeah, they would rather do everything online. You know, instead of you calling me, you only text me or Facebook yeah. message me or WhatsApp me or kick me or whatever the other chat protocols are out there. I think Snip I think the they just I think at that point they just want to have a heads up. I don't think it's necess- I think it's a void they're filling, but they want to. You know you don't think so? Wait, no, I I, I like how many? Okay, <laughs> there are companies now that are replacing the traditional like calling, you know, stuff, you know, where it be telemarketing or... Um, with you, text message. With text message because they're finding their younger customers, their millennials, do not take their phone calls ever but will respond via text. Well, at the same time, it's kind of the scammer's fault because literally at least twice a day I'll get a phone call from a scamming company. Oh, I know. but So how, I'm not going to pick up. But how many times, okay, how many times have I tried calling this guy, Aaron, and I can't get him on the phone, but I send a text, and boom, he responds. It's funny how that works, isn't it, Paul? Yeah. Because I'm too busy to pick up the phone and but talk. He's, in, he's too, okay, so. He's being us- a millennial. He's well, being usually, a millennial. Usually when I catch him, okay, when I call him, he's probably playing a video game. Mm-mm. Then what are you doing? You call me at work more than you call me when I'm at home alone. Well, I think I, when I have called you at home. I'm going to have okay. to pull up the previous episode because there was one episode where you're like, yeah, when you call me, I'm playing a video game. Well, no, I have <laughs> hey, well, but, I've but used but that at night. A, at night. Okay. Do you, you don't really call me at night, though. Because I know you don't pick up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, when I have calls you, yeah, you usually don't respond right away. So now let's, let's figure this out, Pop. When when you two have been hanging out and you know I'm on my way way over and I'll call you I'll tend I'll tend to call you because I know he won't pick up yeah because he just just because he wants to troll because he'll look at his phone and be like I'm not picking that up he said that out loud <laughs> yeah um, but when I call he's yeah, usually huh? playing Dark Souls or something oh, yeah that's a given but if you call and he texts you right after and he's playing a video game I feel like that's counterintuitive because he has to press pause. Take no. one hand off the controller. It's not how it works in Dark Souls. Dark Souls doesn't pause. Nope. Press pause. It doesn't pause. It doesn't. Anyway, I know. I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway, go on. He has to take one hand off the controller. Uh-huh. Pick up his cell phone. Start playing again. Or, or you do like I do. Okay, Google, send a message to Josh Brewer. Hey, I can't talk right now. Thanks. And then it sends. Or you can do the... 
Ring, ring. And actually, Swipe. I think it's going to send you a message right now. <laughs> I think my phone's going to do that. <laughs> nice. All you have to do is tell your phone, pick up a call. Hey, man, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm in the middle of playing Dark, School. Dark, Dark Souls. Dark Schools? I Dark can't, Schools. I can't, I can't Ooh, do that, that would actually be phone. a cool video game. Dark Schools, where you, te- where you teach your children to be assassins of the night. Wait, you, 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 can't, you can't do that? What? You can't pick up a phone call? Oh, he can. I mean, you know, but, 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 but I'm just saying, in, well, generally speaking, I'll be you the have thing to with do... talking with Ryan. Okay, well, what I'm saying is, just generally speaking, you have to do more work to respond and send a text, unless you're Paul. Uh, you know, you, you do know I, you could get a headset like mine where it can Bluetooth the call right into your headset. I don't want to spend money on that. Oh, Paul, but you'll spend shut money. Up, <laughs> shut up! But you'll spend money on a drum set. It's more personal to me. Um, than and- our calls, a drum set is more personal no, than, than, us, than us than talking headset. to you. That's Bluetooth I, I, capable. I am hurt, sir. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> That's got but, Bluetooth capabilities. I don't want it. But but generally speaking, people are more well, they're going to more inclined to to respond to a text message. Yet when they're in the middle of doing something, it's easier to answer the call than it is to stop partly what you're doing to respond to a text message. So to to me, it's, I wouldn't respond to your text message right away though either if you texted me. I'm just saying in general. When it comes to people saying, don't call me, text me, oh, it's like, yeah. well, what's the big deal with, with with a phone call if you have to sit there and send? You know, it's like, just pick up the darn phone. Now, granted, if you're doing stuff that's loud, like shooting guns, it's kind of hard to talk on the phone or mowing the lawn. See, I or, don't like, okay, and also, I don't like and picking up phones when I'm by people. Yeah, and that's... That's nice and courteous. That's good. Um, See, it's funny. I'm reading an article from Inc.com. They say for millennials, a phone call is like sending a telegram or jumping on the train to take a vacation. (laughs) Millennials are goal-orientated. That's why they prefer the asynchronous communication of text messages versus the synchronous communications of uh, phone calls. Weird. So think of it this way. Okay, if I'm on a phone call with you, right? Yep. And me and you are having a conversation. We have a question maybe for Josh because we need some information from Josh. We then, one of us either has to conference him in or try to get a hold of him on the phone and put the other on hold. You know, that's yeah. synchronous. That's one, you know, two people talking. Yeah. Asynchronous is like a group chat where I send a message. It goes to both of you and you can put your input in and Josh can put his input in and we both, we have the answers yeah. communicating real quick. So they're saying, you know, millennials are kind of avoiding that phone a little bit more because they prefer to get those results versus just uh, the conversation. So millenn- say, again, it's a weird dichotomy because millennials are going on trips because they want the experiences, but they want the results <laughs> of communication. It's it's a weird dichotomy. They don't like the middle ground. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. So. So I do like group chats. Of course. Than, I know you do. Well, more than. Okay, I'll talk to you. Okay, well, let me. Okay, hi, Josh. Let's do this. Exactly. Oh, that's what I was just okay, saying. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, just, it makes more sense to do a group chat in that sense, unless you do a group call. I mean, it's the same thing as, but, like, let's say me and you were texting, right? Okay, we're it, texting. That's, you know, we're yeah. texting and we're like, oh, we need data from Josh. And then I go to another chat window and chat with Josh. And then I replay that data back to you. You know, yeah, that's annoying. Exactly. So that's what they're saying. Millennials like that. Uh, 
that oh, they like I'm the still, outcome. They want the data. I'm still thinking of doing like phone call versus okay, hey, I'm talking yeah. to you physically, Paul. And then well, let me hang up and call Josh to figure out what he wants. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't thinking of that as you texting me and then Well, even both ways, you know, if it's just a one on one text or a one on one call, it's yeah. not getting you the results you necessarily want. Right away. Yeah. Yep. And they're saying a lot of millennials are results orientated. They want their answer. And just so you guys know, um, I have to deal with Paul and Aaron in a group chat. Yeah. And man. by deal, I mean with, while I'm busy at work, I have a bzz, bzz, buzz, buzz, Josh. Bzz, buzz, buzz. Bzz. Hour later, 72 missed messages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, and that's because I can send messages from my computer. Yes. So. Me, I don't really work with technology, so. Computer. I. Well, I mean, I work with technology, but not. Not digital. You work well, with I mean, Velcro you, technology. You work with mechanical. Uh, unless unless you, you know, you're running one of those, uh, like, CNC machine for Velcro. I don't know. It's just, like, big, big knives and big presses for the most part. Cool. But no, for me, for me, when it comes to when it comes to talking on the phone, what I like about that versus a text message is a text message. Like you were saying, you know, millennials like to get the result. Mm-hmm. I can get the one phrase I want to say out, and I can send it to you. But what I like about calling is I feel like I can get a response from someone better calling. But at the same time, it allows my brain to answer other questions I may not have thought of. By just sending a text message. Because so that's why I don't like getting on the phone with you. Not that I don't. But it's <laughs> like if I have like when you call me during lunch, I'm not gonna pick up your call during lunch. You have. I have, and it's a mistake. Do oh. <laughs> you have little lunch dates? No. Amy, uh, we have, we've had one lunch date. Are you date. jealous? <laughs> yeah, one lunch date to the Nash. We went to, yeah. Oh. But that was back when I was doing sales. Yeah. But it's like, okay. Because you could send, you could literally send me one text message, and that would all that would be all that's needed answered. But if you call me, you'll ask me that question. I'll say yeah, and then you'll just go off and talk about all. Because I like talking to you. I, well, yeah, there's nothing wrong. But it's like I only have a half hour for my <laughs> lunchtime. I'm sitting here for 20 minutes on the phone with you. Well, shoot, I gotta eat my lunch now. And you and you have told me, hey man, I'm gonna let you yeah. go. I want to get my lunch done. Yes. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. I know. Um. But it's just it's, God, it's and oh, just 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 so you know, if point. I'm coming over to if I'm coming to over to your house and yeah. I call you, it's because I'm just pestering you until I get to the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You never, just so you, you know never that do one. that ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> you stay on the phone with me, I'm like, all right, he's on the phone. Hey, where am I? Uh, uh, we know where you're at at that point. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I personally like phone calls more. I I like I like phone calls when there's a lot of planning that needs to be done. It's it's, it's the way to do it, and it's the person that can give the answers. Yes. Is he trying to emphasize yes. something? No, no. Oh. What, I, what I'm saying is, like, if it's a phone call, like, let's say. Josh is the one with all the answers, and me and you are on the phone, and it's like, well, we got to ask Josh. We got to ask Josh. We got to ask Josh. So yeah. why, why am I calling you? Yeah. Yeah. You're not giving me the answers I want. And that way, you just do a three way. Yep. Yep. That you could. Yeah. We've done that b- before on the phone. Maybe reach out your left arm. 
<laughs> a little flick. Oh, that's it. The, the enforcer you, you're was. You're not uh, supposed to say that and smile. Because I'm a like, oh, no. enforcer is here. Uh, this is why we need you every week, well, Amy. The whole Mormon discussions we've had, you know, and the uh, whole Mormon discussions we've had. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's uh, reel this back in a little bit here. Okay. All right. Phone calls, text messages. Yeah. So we somehow got there because we were talking about why millennials <laughs> are being failed by the church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I, I, it'll be interesting Sounds when I listen right. back to that on how we got there to text messages <laughs> from the church. Um, so there was an article here and. I'll admit, uh, this author, I cannot stand. I will freely admit that. Her name is Rachel Held Evans. But you must show her love. I know. That's why I said I cannot stand her, but trust me. <laughs> I, I do not agree with 99.99999% of the stuff she writes. Anyways, continue. But she wrote an article, uh, Why Millennials Are Leaving the Church. Uh, she wrote for CNN. And here were her points. Again, I don't agree with all of them, but I I can see where she's coming from. Uh, Point one, what millennials really want from the church is not a change in style, but a change in substance. So she's saying, you know, all these churches are, you know, doing these loud, big bands and everything. She's saying not so much that as a change in um, what they're teaching. Which... Uh, yeah. I guess how do you teach different stuff? Yeah, it, it, well, it, and here I think she phrased that weird because she says many of us are finding ourselves increasingly drawn to high church traditions, Catholicism, Eastern East, Eastern Orthodoxy, the Episcopal Church, because the ancient forms of liturgy are cool and refreshingly authentic. That's what, so she wants that instead of, you know, two guitars, bass, drum, (laughs) you know, 20 singers singing 20 part harmonies in every song. Um, It's a lot of harmonies. Here's another one that she writes. Millennials want an end to the culture wars and truce between science and faith. And she's saying this as a, she is definitely an evolutionist. So she wants, you know, the church to teach evolution. Um, then create a church that speaks evolution. Oh, don't worry, it gets better. Uh, they want to ask questions that don't have predetermined answers. That one's fair. I can see that. That can be a definitely because I, I have seen that before. Where you know it's not as bad as Jesus is the answer for everything, but it can be that bad at times. <laughs> you know, right. and I have seen that. Um. It's important that millennials, LGBTQIA plus friends, feel truly welcome in the faith communities. So, and she goes on about, you know, marriage and all that, that, you know, you marry them still and everything. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, millennials want to be challenged to live lives of holiness when it comes to living simply, caring for the poor, oppressed, pursuing reconciliation, engaging in creation care, I don't know what she means by that, and being becoming peacemakers. Hmm. So, 
Uh, and then someone says, we need to remember millennials aren't against spiritual things or religious observances. They are opposed to watered-down version of Christianity that emphasizes judging and not loving. Hmm. So that's that's and this comes kind of comes back to that other conversation we had, Pastor Dave. You know what they may see as judgment and not love may not exactly be that. It may be loving, but because it doesn't fit with what they want, they yes. see it as judgment and evil. Yeah. So. Make sense? Sound good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Any other comments, questions, concerns, quibbles? Quibbles. Statements. Man. Um, I got this really big uh big one right here in the front of my forebrain. Um Man. We're gonna have to have Aaron leave the room. Why does Aaron have to leave the room? Gladly. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> King, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> Johnson? Zilch. Okay. What? What? He said zilch. Zilch. Yep. Nada. Oh. Enforcer? Nothing. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we end, I'm going hey. to ask you some millennial terms. No. <laughs> See if you can tell me them, since you two are millennials. I'm not smart millennial. What is spilling tea? Very unfortunate. <laughs> good, that's a, that's a good uh, 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 response for not knowing what the heck that means. Yeah. So what's spilling tea? Spilling tea. Don't Google it. Dang it. Uh, I don't know. I don't, Take a stab. Johnson. I don't know. Is it kind of like where you spill the beans and like say more than you were supposed to, or is it just something bad? I don't know. It's gossiping. Got yes. Boom. Why can't you just say spilled the beans? Because they don't, your generation doesn't know what spilled the beans means. <sighs> nice rhyme. Uh, hunty. Hunty? Yeah, H U N T Y. Hunty. Um, hunty? Hunty. H U N T Y. I guess I would imagine it as you're trying to find out information or something. Josh? Without Googling it. What is I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not Googling it. Okay. Just take a stab. Um, Think of I'm it t- as your word of the week. Put put it. Put, can you put the word in a sentence? Oh, my gosh. Aaron is one of your best hunties. Friend. Yep. Partner. No. Nope. What? No, not partner. It's, a hunty is equivalent of friend, but said with attitude. Oh. I go- well, then what's up with BFF and all that junk? <laughs> because you're no longer uh, VF, BFF in I'm your terminology. You're, it's now hunty. Because I feel like if someone, I'd feel like you, you describe you would describe someone as being hunty, as they're always trying to like find out stuff about you or something. Yeah. That okay. Okay. Y'all so, are dumb. Uh, what about Stan? Stan. Yeah. Stan the man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron is a stan of August Burns Red. I'm a fan. It means more than just fan. Oh, I'm a very dedicated fan. Think think about this. I'm a fan girl. Stan, the word stan gives you your answer of what it is. Do you got an idea, Joshy? What? Nope. Stalker and fan. 
<laughs> You're a stan. Wow. How about V? V, like just the letter V? Just the letter V. Vegan? I don't know. No, Josh. Just the letter V. The, I mean. What? Yeah. What is it? I. What is it? Tell it to Josh and he'll tell us. No. Oh, he said no. No. (laughs) V. In millennial terminology, it's a shortened form of very. What? What? (laughs) Lord help us. No, it might be. Um, what the ones that I have a feeling you know I'm skipping, but oh come on! Uh, this one gassed. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> what? Pokemon the ghastly? <laughs> it's gassed. G a s s e d. Okay, ghastly. Joshi, gassed. I don't know. I don't know. Gassed. Gassed. A ghost. Like g a s t. G a s s e d. Or gassed. I guess. Gassed. Sorry, gassed. Surprised? Okay, surprise. I, I, when I, someone has had one too many compliments and are full of themselves. I've <laughs> never, ever heard any of these. How about woat? Woat? W-O-A-T. I feel like I know I've heard that used before. Uh-huh. I guess I'm trying to think of how I, descri- I would describe it. Like you just, it's an acronym for something. I'll give you that woat. hint. Wait, woat? Woat, W-O-A-T. Oh, woat. I thought it was woke. No, that's what I that's No, not woke. Woat. 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 W-O-A-T. It's an acronym. Um, uh, Let me give you a hint. It's the antithesis to one of the team names that was up at Snow Camp. What? What were the two team names at, ca- at camp? Gucci thing and then... Guardians of the Cross. Okay, there's Guardians, and the other one was... Goats. Okay, what do goats stand for? What does goat stand for? I don't know. know. I didn't. Okay, in millennium terminology, goat stands for greatest of all time. Oh. Worst of all time? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, if I say that Johnson's face is beat, what does that mean? (laughs) Tired? Nope. That's what I would imagine it. Let me put it this way. If he had mascara on, his face would be beat or partially beat. To have a face full of makeup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. That's wrong. That's not true. <laughs> That's why I said. This is all made up. It's partially I beat. It. I know this um, is all made up. How about Jomo? Jomo? Remember a few weeks? Joe Mama. Remember a few weeks we talked ago we talked about FOMO? Fear of FOMO? missing out? So what's Jomo? Not missing out too much. Not missing out. <laughs> Josh, any idea? Jomo. Jomo? Yeah, Jomo. J O M O. Jomomo. No idea. <laughs> Joy of missing out. Joy of missing out? Yeah. What? What about Hundo P? Are you speaking different languages now? No, I'm speaking millennial Hundo, slang. Hundo P. Hundo P. And you know what's sad? I actually know all of these. How do you know these? I don't you know. You are a millennial. No, I'm not. It's settled. It's No, boom. it's not settled. It's anyway, settled. Anyway. He knows him. He's a millennial. What's Stop Hundo, being what's Hundo P? I don't want to hear about I, it. I never use these in conversation, but I know what they are. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, Hundo P, I don't know. Hundo, 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 Hundo P. Yeah. Josh? 
Hundo P. Hundo P. H U N D O space P. Hundo P. These are really some pretty sad acronyms. Hundred people. You're close. Hundred percent. Yes. Son of a nut. It's a shortened form of a one hundred percent. You literally type in one zero zero percent sign. I know. <laughs> You're typing more in to say hundred percent. Oh yeah. my god! I got that hundo p man. Yep. Never did I ever oh. get that. Okay, this one. This one threw me for a loop the first time I've heard about this one. Oh great! Uh, wig snatched. <laughs> wig snatched. <laughs> yeah. W i g space s n a t c h e d. The only thing I can think of is when. <laughs> People that have wigs on either lose their wigs. Okay, and what happens when the wig is taken from them? Like, if you had a wig on and I pulled the wig you away, snatched from, it from me, and I snatch it from you, what does that do? Oh, it like reveals. I don't know your real hair. <laughs> no, you're you're right on the on the mon- on the ball for it. It's That's exposing re- someone to reveal the truth. Exposure. So Being exposed. If you ever wig snatch him, <laughs> um, wig snatch you. How about this one? Uh, I think this is one of the last ones here. Fubbing. Fubbing? P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Lying? Fibbing? Okay, Josh, what's fubbing? Aaron fubs a lot. He's getting better at it, though. Trolling. Fubbing. Snubbing someone to pay attention to your phone instead. What? So like, if you're, So if like, you're in a group of people... Instead of interacting with the people, you're just oh, oh you're on your phone. Like I said, you're getting better at it. That's good. I'm, oh, I thought you were saying I'm getting better at just sitting on my phone. No, like, oh, okay, you, cool. You, yeah. No, you're getting better at, at you're getting better at fubbing. When you're getting better at fubbing, that means you're doing it less. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that one night I was really surprised. Yeah. No, that was good. I didn't touch it. All. Yeah. Some of these, some of these, like I know you've used hangry, cray, uh, cray, cray, SMH, shake my head. Yeah. Uh, this one Josh has girlfriend tax. What? I don't know anything about this stuff. What? <laughs> it's called girlfriend tax. <laughs> What's the girlfriend tax? <gasps> we got our place. Yes. Take a guess at it, Josh. Where she keeps you in line. Okay. No, no I would imagine yeah. it's the amount of money you have to take out to spend on your girlfriend. You got one word right. Amount. <laughs> the amount of food right. taken by your female significant other after, <laughs> after you've already asked her if she was hungry, okay. but she ins- insisted she didn't want anything. I can see that. <laughs> Girlfriend tax. Girlfriend tax. Yeah. Is Billy acting up again? No, that's more my belt. Okay. Stabbing. So now you have all learned some new millennial slang terms oh, for I'm not your gonna... everyday. Uh, so now, Josh, when I go TBH is the... Girlfriend tax. <laughs> I don't know. T- I don't even know how I could T-B-H. string these all together because I can't even. I can't even say any of these. Uh-huh. Right you said that. <laughs> what? You just said it. I no. can't even. You I said I can't say, even. No, you said I can't, I can't even, even say any of these with a straight face. You said I can't even. I can't even. Say, yeah, you know what? He, you're, mm, you're a little sus. I'm what? You're a little sus. <laughs> I'm a little sus? Yeah. What is a sus? When someone's acting suspicious or shady. Oh, I'm the real Slim Shady, man. <laughs> Come at me. Yeah. You're being a little extra is what you are. <laughs> I am extra. I'm <laughs> I'm always told I'm extra. By do my do I need to pull up your receipts? <laughs> no. Do you, do you know what receipts mean? 
things? My purchase history? No. <laughs> I don't know. Evidence of a person's hypocrisy often pulled from past social media or text conversations. Oh! Oh! <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I'm just asking. I ain't got nothing. Uh-huh. Sure, that's what they all say. And then <laughs> we expose your deepest, darkest <sighs> secrets. Anyway. <laughs> I just wanted to do that at the end because I... I found some of those words interesting, and I was like, yeah, I wonder really if they bizarre. would know any of these. I'm try not, as I as I as we all as learned, we all you didn't out. know any of them. Uh, uh, not any of them. I knew. I, I well, I figured out a couple. Yeah, you were pretty good. Good job. But, you used your brain. I am proud of you. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you want a participation uh, trophy now? Yes. <laughs> I think I deserve he, it. He wants a cookie. I want a cookie. He wants a cookie. I do. Oh, Aaron gets a cookie. Aaron's such a I'm good a- boy. <laughs> oh, <a> cookie. <laughs> All right. I'm so I think cookie. it's time to wrap this thing up here, unless one of you two wants to interject something else. Hi. Uh, okay. It's nice talking to y'all. Nice talking to everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, we're available on iTunes, CastBox. Um, what are you two doing? If you're lonely, dim... Oh, wait, let me read it! If you are lonely, dim all the lights and put on a horror movie. And for a while, <laughs> it won't feel like you're alone. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, you know what I would love to see? Complete tangent, because uh, horror. I would love to see Aaron do Five Nights at Freddy's VR. No. Oh, yes. No. Yes, uh-uh. and I love to see Aaron do horror in VR. Period. Yeah, I, yeah. no, I would love to see uh-huh. him do a Skyrim in VR when it comes to the spider. <laughs> <laughs> I can already picture him falling bad. over the backside of his couch. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's uh, get back to the wrap up here. So yeah, we're available on iTunes, Castbox, um, YouTube, YouTube, Blueberry. Good job, uh, Radio Republic, Apple Podcast. Google Play Music and Google Podcast. And our website, uywords.com. At Twitter, at uywords. Yep, uywords. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, the. the uh, Facebook. Uh, UI, uh, use Your Words Podcast. Yeah, and I mean. Email. I like how we have an Instagram, but nothing is really posted on Because, it. you know what? I think one of you two needs to take over social I was, media I was, stuff. I was going to mention because that. Because. Especially I think, for Instagram. I, I, well, it's tied to the Facebook, so. We can get you, I'll get you all the log information. Oh, so if I post something on Instagram, it'll be like my Instagram where I ask to share it on Facebook and then it shares it yeah. on both of them and then vice versa. Because if you guys well, can, if you guys can do that, that'll help me out because I'm busy with a lot of our stuff too. Knowledge it. So, because coming up this end of this month, I'm speaking out the Worldwide PowerShell Conference. Oh. So, i am uh, got a few things on my plate kind of juggling. Yeah, for up, real though. Up in the air at once. Also... Your other podcast that you were part of. The Convoluted Podcast. Yeah, that went out live on April 5th. Um, so uh, Google the Convoluted Podcast and you'll find it. Um, that was that was a fun hour and a half, and that's where you learned how I made a million and a half dollars uh, just by taking some curses on to me. Wow. So you need to listen to Oh, and I also told a story. On that podcast, it involved um, one of you two. Uh oh. And it involved, let me put it this way it involved a barbecue restaurant. Hey. <laughs> Cheek meat, yum. Uh, no. 
A barbecue restaurant. Barbecue restaurant. <laughs> Wait. <coughs> oh. Yep, I told that story on the podcast. No. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> oh, don't listen to that podcast. <laughs> Remember, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you thought about this episode. What you want to hear from us in in any episode. I say this every episode. But but listen to Convoluted so you can hear the story of what Aaron did and almost got me killed in a restaurant. Oh, Oh my God. See you guys next time. (laughs) Bye. You're marked for life. Oh, I'm screwed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.